this transmission to bring you the following live broad no value. How's everyone doing tonight? Woo! It's Wednesday. It's six o'clock somewhere. With Ryan ready in his chair. And almost ten whole people watching from home. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? It's time for the Think So Joe Show! Now with much less caffeine and currently no co-host, Brian is not ready in his chair. I didn't change the lower thirds. It still says John. I was, uh, I, I thought I was prepared. This is, this has got to go down just a hair here. There we go. Okay, now we're good. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ryan uh, is on his way. He's stuck in traffic. Uh, should be here any minute. He said about, you know, maybe five minutes late. <laughs> Uh, so here I go, deer in the headlights again, right? Laura's favorite type of show, even though she's not going to be ready for 80 weeks, she says. I don't know, man. I feel like I could launch a TV show and be successful against the WWE for that long, <laughs> that long a time, uh, plus a couple of more. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. A little wrestling humor for those of you in the know. If you know, you know. I don't know. <laughs> But yes, Laura, no co-host for the moment. Ryan is on his way. He is uh, running late. He ran into traffic, you know, because that's what my co-hosts do is they run into traffic. That's why John is late a lot of the time. Although last week, I give John credit. John showed up at like 530. I'm like, what do we do for a half an hour? And we just kind of sat here doing nothing for half an hour, 80 months. How many years is that? That's, uh, let's see, five would be 60, right? So that's like... Almost seven years, over seven years. I don't know. Just under seven years? A couple of months short of that? I don't know. Trying to math live on the air. Hey, hey. Uh, but yeah, we got some great music coming up today on the show. Uh, from the, easy for me to say, The Missing Worker, Murder, Shambles, and Spud. Uh, Ryan from Shambles will be my co-host when he eventually gets here. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Uh, and uh, I did have a couple of ideas for topics to talk about today, so, uh, but I don't want to start those discussions until Ryan gets here, so, uh, in the meantime, we're just going to sit here awkwardly and, and wait patiently. Okay, no, we're not really going to do that, because we are actually broadcasting on all WNY today, and we don't want to leave dead air over there, so, uh, anyway, yeah, it's been a week, I went to, uh, so, uh, I mentioned right at the start of the show, with, with much less caffeine, I am I'm drinking water today, guys. Water. Can you believe it? I've been drinking Pepsi. I, I could do the weather. Uh, I've been drinking Pepsi every week on this show for 358 weeks now. And uh, I'm, I'm drinking water. I went to the doctor. I went, I went to my first doctor's appointment in a year beginning with, uh, with, with the number 20. And co-hosts need to start heading out early. Hey, they got jobs, Mark. <laughs> I don't drink Coca-Cola anyway, Laura, but I went to my first doctor's appointment uh, in like 20-something years on Friday, and uh, basically I was, I was told I have anxiety, so that's fun, but that was not an official diagnosis. Welcome. Hello. What's welcome, up? Welcome, welcome. 
Sorry, I'm late. That's okay, no problem. You got your mic right in front of you there. Beautiful. Ready to go, all set up, all tested, should be good. Nice. But Where's the power again? On the bottom, hold it down. Thank you. Blue, bu- uh, blue light will come on. I was just talking about uh, my first doctor's appointment in a year beginning with the number 20. Oh man, how'd it go? Uh, well, I was told I have anxiety by the nurse practitioner, but my doctor dismissed that later. Like, that's not an official diagnosis. Hmm. Uh, he's leaning uh, towards I have sleep apnea, but it's weight-related and not breathing-related. So, said, lose weight. One way to lose weight is to cut back on soda. He didn't even ask about my soda intake. Oh, jeez. He said, one way to, is to cut back on soda. I said, man, I've tried that before, and I lost, like, 20 pounds. He's like, good, do it again. He's like, if you don't want to drink water, you can drink those sparkling, you know, flavored waters they have for a dollar at Tops. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's all my kid used to drink. <laughs> so, uh, but, so, I, try, I, I'm trying the water thing today on the show. I, trying I, to I, not get Pepsi during the duration of the show. Well, Godspeed, my friend. I agree with his, uh... Uh, uh, not his assessment of you losing weight, but the whole uh, replacement theory of using the... Wow, I just said replacement theory. Replacement <laughs> theory is bad. Uh, but, the whole, but no, the whole theory of, yeah, like if you're addicted to something or using something too much, you just replace it with something else that's healthy. Like if you do drugs, then you start doing exercise. It's a really one-to-one switch from the soda to the seltzer, and I can say that from experience. I drink about 11 of those things a day now. It, it would be if that wasn't my, like you're drinking a coffee. I don't drink coffee. Mm. That that was my source of caffeine was Pepsi. So now uh. I'm just like, fuck, <laughs> you know, like. Dude, yeah, you, you gotta so drink the coffee, dude. I'm Talk- trying to trying to adjust to like much less caffeine. Mm. Impossible. Yeah, I've Imp- done it. I'll do it again, but I've I've done it. I can do it. It can <laughs> happen again. It's just a matter. I'm gonna cut out carbs. I'm gonna try and get back down to, uh, you know, I I lost 20 pounds and then I gained 30. So, <laughs> you know, so it you know, goes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I walked in, I didn't know what the fuck to do, right? So she calls me in, she has me stand on the scale, and she's just standing there looking at me. I didn't know I was supposed to read it to her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was just going to look. She's like, uh, I was waiting for you to read it to me. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I don't know, I haven't done this in 20 years. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, that's strange, because they usually read it for me as well. Although that's probably because they assume I'm illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just it was it was a, it was an experience. Uh, I got to go for some blood work. Uh, he's got me recommended for uh, to go to a consultation for a sleep study. Oh, nice! Obviously, that's a huge part of why I'm now just now like you know I really should start going to the doctor and I should see what's going on and I should see if I can you know get this sleep study done so I can prove I don't have sleep problems or if I do I can correct them and I could get a license and I could get back on the road. And so that's dude nice working on it absolutely man <laughs> it's progress There's... working on it and I'm trying to correct all the all the wrongs of my past and get back you know to like you know a normal human being <laughs> dude you'll so, get there man yeah the sleep study is going to be helpful too like I, I did a couple of those actually and they all came back you know, negative, but at least it was well negative for the things we were looking at. But like, at least it's a process of elimination, right? Because then they were able to be like, okay, well, you know, you're definitely like, I, I do have. It's not a diagnosis either, but I'm working with a therapist and my doctor on my anxiety. I'm taking sertraline and stuff, and 
they think that that is what is kind of preventing me from sleeping. So I, I so I'm sitting in there and I got the nurse, the nurse practitioner, whoever it is, you know, asking all the questions. And she goes, uh, you know, are you feeling any depression? And now this is this is Friday, right? So I am buried in work and I had a gig that night. Uh-huh. So I was just like, no depression, little bit of anxiety today. <laughs> and then she she's okay. And then she hooks me up to the blood pressure thing, takes my blood pressure, and she goes, you have anxiety. I'm like, oh, maybe a little, you know, I got, I got a lot going on. She's no, you, you don't have it today. You have it. Wow. I'm like, okay then. And I mentioned it to the doctor, and he's like, that's not an official diagnosis. Don't listen to that. So <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty big leap. I, I hate those goddamn, <laughs> those screener questions, man. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. My, my doctor's awesome. She's an awesome person and she's doing what she can with the resources she has. But like when I started going in, I was having like anxiety and depression issues, but mm-hmm. the screener that they gave me was like 10 questions on a scale of one to five. How frequently do you experience this? And they were all basically normal, negative human emotions that occur right. throughout the course of a day. And then at the bottom of it, it says copyright 1999 oh, Pfizer. God. And then I was prescribed Zoloft, which is manufactured by Pfizer. And I was like, of course, you know, I'm looking at, I, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the paper they gave me because I had to fill out the paper and, and turn it in and all that. And I didn't know where the fuck to go and turn it in. I'm like, there's nobody behind the fucking counters. I'm like. Uh, what do I do with this? I'll just stand here, I guess, until somebody shows up. Uh, but then it's like, you know, how often do you experience negative emotions? Never, several times a week, multiple times a week, or every day. And it's like, I can't just pick like a day or two a week. Like, right. Or like, like, it, like, like I had, some, I had a bad day, you know, a bad, you know, mental health day last week. And I got over it the next, like, I was over it the next day or two. Like, I I never have prolonged periods of, you know, poor mental health. Yeah. Because I'm very analytical and whatever problems I'm going through, I'm able to fucking be like, okay, this is how I can fix this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, but there was no option for, like, a day or two. It was just several days, you know, six days, seven days. Like, but what about, like, you know, so I just put... Never, <laughs> you know? No, like, right. Like, they, they almost need you to read into those fucking things so that you're getting at the spirit of the question and not the literal question. Like, there should be a substantial amount of additional follow-up, like, how long did you feel sad? How long were you feeling anxious? Like, right. Did anything trigger it? Because, like, that was the other thing. I kept telling my doctor and my fucking therapist, it's like, I'm going through a ridiculous, ridiculous situation at my job right now. So I'm not necessarily sure I have depression. I might just be overwhelmed and I need my therapist to help me sort this out. You know, I mean, there's a huge difference between being depressed and having depression, right? Like, yeah, a hundred percent. And just the way that they, yeah, line those questions up like that. It's like, dude, Every single person is going to circle the five if they're answering you literally, but that's not what it's supposed to be diagnosing. (laughs) Just looking at the chat, Laura wants to know, did I have to take a pregnancy test? No. That's good. Uh, Jasmine's here now, we can start. (laughs) She says, welcome to the club about anxiety. 
Uh, Laura only has negative emotions once a week, always on a Wednesday. <laughs> and Mark says he escaped to another country today, just like the sound guy at Milky's on Friday. Wait, what? <laughs> we played at Milky's on Friday. The sound guy was in Canada. <laughs> so we're like, what the <laughs> fuck do we do? Like, normally we have a sound guy and we could just be like, yo, this is how we hook up our shit. Because, you know, you were in the band, you know yeah. we don't play with traditional fucking amplifiers and shit. Uh, so we're just like, so we're like, what the fuck do we do now? Uh, one of the dudes from Headspace ran the first two bands. Mm -hmm. And Ed Milkies, they don't milk, or they don't, excuse me, they don't mic the, the amps. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they don't milk the amps. <laughs> they don't milk the amps either. But, uh, <laughs> but they, um, but like, we have no amps to mic. We have everything running through the PA. So it's like, well, here's what we could do. They got powered speakers. So let's unplug them from their mixer, just plug them into ours, mm -hmm. and have somebody run the sound from the fucking iPad. Mm -hmm. And so I got one of the dudes from the clockers, and I'm just like, dude, this is how you do it. He's like, okay, cool, I got it. And then, like, as soon as Jill turned on her mic, it's just... Oh, jeez. It's like, oh, shit, turn that off, please. <laughs> you know? And we fucking... Uh, we had to... Uh, so I went over, I turned down her mic on the mixer, on the, on the, uh, on the iPad. And he must have turned her back up. Hmm. Because as soon as we went to start playing, <laughs> and it's like, oh man, like, so we got through like half the set and we're just like, we need to fix this. So finally, I, and I, I'm like on stage. I don't want to get off stage and go walk over and fix the sound. Like I shouldn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. There should be a sound guy there to do that. Yeah. And right. we were told we were told there was going to be a sound guy, which is why we're just like, yeah, okay, cool, we got this. Mm -hmm. uh, but so so I walk over. I turn her mic back down. I turn her gain up, and it's fine. No hum. The rest of the set went fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole set went went uh, as good as it was gonna go. But I'll tell you what, like, John, uh, I'm, we're setting up, and I'm like, John, did you bring my tripod? He goes, oh, it's in the car. Do you want me to go get it? And you know parking at Milky's is, like, nowhere near Milky's. Yeah. So I'm like, no, dude, this is going to be a shit show anyway. Don't fucking worry about it. And we got some video from the show from, from friends, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't, I, I'm not going to say I'm happy with the way it sounded, I mean, whoever but, is, it's a punk show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but... It's a punk show without a sound guy. It's a punk <laughs> show without a sound, yeah. Because he fucked off to Canada. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, don't tell us you have a sound guy. If you, if, if you knew you didn't have a sound guy, we could have probably hired somebody. <laughs> yeah. We've done it before. We will do it again. Like, South Buffalo Porch Fest, I'm hiring somebody to do sound for us. Because... I'm not going to be standing in the middle of the fuck. I'm not going to be standing on my sidewalk listening to speakers that are on my porch adjusting a fucking iPad while I'm trying to play guitar. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got a couple hands uh, too few for that. Yeah, like I, I'm definitely hiring a sound guy for that. But like, like this is a venue. You're supposed to have a sound guy. Where the fuck's your sound guy? He's in Canada. Why is he in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no good answer for that one. Uh, Either getting poutine or. Uh, you know, hiding out. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, man, the struggle is real with that one. <laughs> Did I say that? Oh, <laughs> he said it. He said it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it was okay. I mean, like all the bands were really good and just like it, it sucked. And I, I, I 
you know, I, I've talked to John about it and I'm like, dude, I will take, I, I'll take all the blame for our sound sucking. I know it's like, you know, a, a lot of that is like, if we had a sound guy, we would have been able to work through this, mm-hmm. but I'll take the blame for it sucking. Cause I'm the one who was like, Hey, you know, what might be a better idea than running everything out of our mixer into the theirs is just run the speakers right into our mixer. <laughs> Thinking, Hey, this'll work. Didn't quite work. Is what it is, man. Like I said, punk show with no sound guy. You'll, yeah, you'll be yeah, you'll yeah. sound great at the next one. Next one is uh, at Stamps, so yeah, I'm sure we'll sound much better. <laughs> yeah, Stamps always has pretty good sound. Yeah, we're playing Samuel DeFazio's wedding show May nineteenth. Nice. A week from this Friday, I gotta send Sam some stuff because he's supposed to sing a song with us. So, ooh, ooh yeah. get on that. I I will do that right after the show. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that's the next show, Friday, May, Friday, May 19th. You have a show before that. I sure do. Uh, yeah, Shambles is uh, opening for Cappy uh, Gooley a week from tonight uh, on the 17th at Mohawk Place. Um, I don't have the details handy. I think it's 8 bucks, and I think it's 8 p.m., um, but we can verify that. It oh. is, uh, doors at 7 p.m., and it does not say what the price is, because whoever made this event page... Oh, baby. Well, we gotta talk to Riot Squad. Where are you, Laura? <laughs> uh, Laura's better than that. Come on. <laughs> but yeah. I've never seen her fuck up like that. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, 7 p.m. doors, uh, 8 p.m. start. Uh, I think we were going on first, but like come for that whole damn show because it's us and uh, days ago with Kepi Gooley from the Groovy Ghoulies. Like before pop punk became pop punk, he was doing that shit like in the wake of the Descendants and stuff. So yeah, get out to that one. It's going to be a freaking banger. Uh, and we're really excited. And uh, yeah, we're done with cover shows for, you know, the foreseeable future. So you want to see good, some good. jambles, come hang good. out. Good. Except I can't go to that show because I'll be here until 8 o'clock. Uh, live stream <laughs> from there, dude. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time we've live streamed from a show. You were, we play, It was a show you were playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. At the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at, uh, Sugar at, City. Uh, Sugar City, yeah. God, we need another all-ages venue here. Agreed, agreed. Um, isn't, uh, isn't Timeless Babes doing, like, all ages? I think so. Um, actually, yeah, they, they're a good one to take the spot because, yeah, I mean, they're a, they're a conduit for, uh, They're down, they're (laughs) down on Allen Street now, and I need to, uh, I need to plug this because I, I couldn't play any of the bands that are on it this week, so I, but I do want to still put it out there that this show is happening. Uh, and I'll tell you as we go down the list why we couldn't play any of these bands. Uh, this is uh, Friday night, May 12th. Uh, doors at 7. It's a $10 cover. Bands at 8. It's all ages at Timeless Babes. Uh, it is headlined by The Last Rain, which is uh, my bass player, Joe. That's his other band. Uh, and they're headlining. I couldn't play them this week because I played them two weeks ago. And we don't do that. Uh, there's Casket Maker. They're not from here. So they're not a Western New York band, can't play them. Uh, then there's Destroya and Greta Moore, and neither one of them have any music available to put out. So why is Meg Ryan plugging all Western New York with their hat? <laughs> you got all on your hat. Yeah. That's, that's the band all, Laura. But, <laughs> you know. I knew it. I didn't, even make, I, did, I didn't even get the connect. I, I'm rocking the all WNY on the hat. Yeah, he's got the all WNY. I just have the all. 
you know. <laughs> all is, uh, I mean, I've talked to you about this before. They're my favorite band of all time. Yep. I think they're excellent. It's basically all the dudes from Descendants minus Milo, and then they go through, you know, they've had three different singers. One of them is Scott Reynolds, who now uh, plays around here under his own name, and... Um, he was also in the Pavers, which I got that album, Local 1500, when I saw him uh, over the summer and, like, basically wore it out already. Fucking great. But, <laughs> yeah, really, I love All, and I fucking love Scott Reynolds, so. I just remember uh, we were at, what, the Bouncing Souls or whatever, and all the opening acts had to drop off. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, who's opening? I'm like, Scott Reynolds. You're like, dude, I'm on my way. Yes, I'll be there <laughs> immediately. Like, I, I was running late, but now I'm on time. I'm on my way. I'll be there. <laughs> He's awesome, man. That guy's voice is just different. So you didn't good. go to this uh, recent Bouncing Souls show, did you? I did not. I was planning on it, but... I, Rocking uh, the Punk Rock Saves Lives, Bouncing Souls Anti-Flag. Fuck yeah, man. I did not make that one. I really wanted to go. When it got announced, I was thinking I was going to go. And, uh, you know, then life happens. Like, I've been talking, to, you know, mentioned a little bit, like, anxiety, depression, my job. I basically just needed a night where I didn't do anything. So I think I just watched hockey and played Nintendo, and I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. I mean, it is playoff season, so that's basically uh, all I've been doing is watching hockey. So mm -hmm. Same here, dude. Every night. Watching hockey and playing video games. Same thing. <laughs> Big game tonight, man. Yep. Happy Leafs Elimination Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those motherfuckers were screaming, we want Florida. Now they're down 3 nothing in the yeah, series. Yeah, well, they fucking got Florida, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Get bent, Leafs. Uh, I wish they, I really wish they would have lost the last series. It was like, like John, being a, uh, a rehabbed Tampa fan, mm -hmm. now he's, he's a Sabres fan. He's like, well, I want, I, I want, uh, like, I want uh, uh, Tampa to lose. I'm like, no, the fuck you don't. Mm-hmm. I said, you want Toronto to fucking lose, and then next series, you can root against Tampa. Mm -hmm. Like, you are a Sabres fan now, you root against Toronto. A hundred percent, dude. <laughs> that, ah, yeah. But he couldn't, uh, you know, he, he couldn't bring himself to do it, and here we are. We are now the, the longest drought between playoff, uh, playoff wins, playoff round wins. Uh, because we were ahead of, because Toronto hadn't won one since way before the last time the Sabres were even in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it was 2004. Yeah, was I, I think so, something win. like that. Yeah, it was 19 years. So yeah, 2004. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that now puts the Sabres at the longest playoff drought and also playoff win, right? Playoff series win, you said? Yeah. Great. So <laughs> well, I went from the football team to the hockey team. So. I get well, they're looking good. They missed it by one freaking point. Dude, it's so fucking if they frustrating. If they would have won that game against Jersey. <laughs> if they would have won that game against Jersey, they would have made the fucking playoffs. And we could we could have been the ones beating Toronto right now. Fucking right. If How we would have gotten past be? Boston, but you know. Hey, pff, fucking Florida did Florida it. Florida got past Boston. Anything's possible in the playoffs. Boston basically just rolled over. It was kind of sad, honestly. I think I was texting you like like the night after like game one or two or whatever, whichever one got stopped early between Florida and Boston, where I'm just like, are you watching this game just angrily knowing that like this could have been us? <laughs> yeah. It's depressing, man. And it's like you're saying too, like everything is coulda, shoulda, woulda. Oh, it didn't happen, but like there were so many winnable games, and they needed yep. one fucking point. Yep. Like, getting rolled by Columbus near the end of the season, that doesn't help. 
Jeff Skinner um, taking that uh, five-minute major against the Penguins going into overtime in that one game didn't help. You think they might have scored a fucking goal if they didn't have mm-hmm. to kill a power or a yeah kill a, po- a a penalty the whole fucking time. Yeah. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I I think the future's looking bright. There was a lot of stuff to be happy about. This is not my first conversation about Buffalo sports today either because I was talking. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so I I've been getting all these like anime scripts. Like anime recap scripts, oh, okay. and I don't know shit about anime, but my kid loves anime. Mm. So I texted her. I'm like, I keep getting all these scripts. I don't know shit about this. I told her what I was reading. She's like, she's like, yeah, I, I I've never seen that one either, but it's pretty popular. And then I was like, yeah, I keep getting people like, hey, do you want to do the do my anime channel? And I'm like, nah, you don't want me to do your anime channel. And I said it's that and people who want me to do NBA channels. I'm like, I look, I the last game I watched was Kobe's last game. And before that, it was probably Jordan's last game. So <laughs> I am not the guy for a basketball channel. You come with me, come, come give me a hockey channel. I got you, but mm-hmm. I'm not the guy for a basketball channel. And so I started talking about, we, we started talking about basketball because she said, you know, <laughs> basketball's not really popular around here. I said, no, it, it really is. We just don't have a team. So you don't see it as much as, you know, you see the Sabres or the Bills. And I mentioned the the Braves and the crazy circumstances surrounding them leaving Buffalo and becoming what is now the L.A. Clippers. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the donation, Mike. I see you there. <gasps> Donated a dollar. Anyway. It'd be fucking great if we still had a uh, basketball team, man. I, I, I probably well, would. Do, do you know the circumstances behind the Braves leaving? So I don't, no. Okay. So the owner, the then owner of the Boston Celtics wanted to move the Celtics to San Diego. Damn. But the league was like, fuck you. Right. This is Boston. Come on. (laughs) And they made a deal. They were like, how about this? How about you switch teams with the dude who owns the Braves? So the guy who owned the Braves now owns the Celtics and the guy who owned the Celtics now owns the Braves. The guy who owned the Braves now owning the Celtics Kept them in Boston. The guy who owned the Celtics, now owning the Braves, moved them to San Diego. They became the San Diego Clippers and then later to L.A. to become the L.A. Clippers. God damn it. So, so one, one more reason for me so, as a Buffalo sports fan to, to hate Boston. Boston. <laughs> yeah, because literally if the owner of the Boston Celtics didn't want to move the Boston Celtics, and you can't blame the league for not wanting that to happen. That is a classic basketball yeah. franchise. Of course, yeah. but but like if he didn't want to move to San Diego, we might still have a basketball team. I have no idea who Mike is, but he donated a dollar, so <laughs> so he's my new best friend because he's the first person to actually use that donate link for when we weren't doing a charity drive. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, usually usually when people hit that donate link, it's like, oh man, we we're, we're donating to you know Brian's memorial fund, or we're donating to. Uh, you know, Black Lives Resist in the Rust or whatever the fuck, you know? But, we just got Mike with but, the deep pockets but today throwing Mike's, cash around. Today, Mike's like, here, have a dollar. Like, all right, cool. I'll take a dollar. <laughs> Halfway to a McChicken, man. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's, that, that is the crazy story of how we lost the Buffalo Braves. Fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, I mean... And I really disappointing. I wish they were still here because I would watch hoop. Like I, I just don't because we don't have a team. It's the main reason. Like my sports uh, fandom was largely founded on civic pride. You know, 
as sideways as that you is. Are, you being a Bills fan and a uh, yet you're yet you're a Mets fan. You're watching every single Mets game. Not this season, man. I've been, I've, <laughs> I, I've been out at your car with you with your phone watching the Mets game. <laughs> Well, that was a little civic pride, too. I probably should have well, picked you, the... you did live in New York for a while. So. Yeah, I was living in New Rochelle, and I didn't want to root for the Yankees because they're basically the Patriots of baseball. <laughs> they, you know, bought the team every year. And I talked a lot of shit about that. Um, you know, as a Mets fan, you used to be able to. Now the Mets have the wealthiest owner in the league, and they're trying to buy the team. <laughs> and so so I'm eating, eating crow on that one. And beyond that, all of their recent acquisitions are just shitting their asses on the diamond right now. They, they're, they're not playing well. So everybody says, and you're living this right now, everybody says that, you know, well, they bought the championships. They bought championships. They bought... Do you remember the, I want to say like 1996 New York Rangers, where they had Messier and they had Gretzky and they had uh, Yager and they had like all the top fucking players. So and I, didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't remember that specifically, but I remember all of those guys being on the team. I was too young to follow a whole season at that sure. point. But I remember playing as those dudes on Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey. Uh, but you on got the N64. All, all these superstar players just two years removed from the Rangers winning the cup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I point to that anytime anybody says, "Well, they they buy championships." <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. You can man. have all the best players in the league, but you ain't buying chemistry, man. That that is absolutely true. Um, and I don't know if hockey was like it at the at, at the time. Like I don't know if they had a salary cap yet. But my main thing with the baseball is like, there's no salary cap. There's just a luxury tax. So. They can get every single Cy Young, you know, winner if they want to on the pitching staff. But you're right. You can't buy chemistry. Yeah. And right now, the Mets have fucking none. And yeah, you I, I see you in the chat, Goop. Yep. LFGM, buddy. But they're letting me down right now, man. Yeah, but, 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 that's, but you're seeing that firsthand. You're watching this team. They've got the money. They can get the players. Mm-hmm. They're not succeeding. Fucking, yeah, Scher Scherzer's hurt. Verlander's getting fucking shelled. Uh, Starling Marte can't fucking hit anything. I don't know. Whatever. <sighs> At least right. there's playoff hockey. Right, right, right. <laughs> We're going to put that on in about half an hour because I've already got Hulu up and muted and ready to go so we can watch the game. Uh, but uh, in the meantime... Uh, struggling productions and Milky's Elmwood Lounge is proud to bring you a great night of alternative and progressive rock featuring the missing worker Ghostwater Beach Tower. Uh, uh, that's and Beach Tower because I'm just I'm just going down the list. And mm. yeah, anyway, uh, doors at eight, music at nine, seven dollars at the door, twenty-one and up with valid ID. Valid is in quotes, mm. so uh, you might not need actual valid ID. You just need valid ID. <laughs> Go there with a fake ID and tell Ryan I sent you. <laughs> if Ryan's actually there this week. Oh, did I say that? Uh, anyway, uh, this is The Missing Worker. This song is called Heartbeat on all WNY. Think so, Joe Show.
That was the missing worker on all WNY. I think so, Joe Show. Catch them Friday at Milky's with Beach Tower and Ghost Water. I like these uh, descriptions. The missing worker wrestle with an alligator while high on a potent combination of street drugs, prog, ghost water, swampy, dirgy, gypsy prog, and beach tower, high energy, fun loving indie rock. Okay, that one's not as good. But <laughs> that's uh, that's at uh, at Milky's on Friday. So hopefully they'll have a sound guy. <laughs> Yeah, they most likely will. Uh, even if not, man, just make Beach Tower do it. We played with those guys at Nietzsche's a while back. They're really good, and I think they're all like Fredonia music kids, so you could probably plug one of them in and just have them work the soundboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a complicated setup there. It's just the way we, the way the living brain dead do shit is we make things complicated because we're <laughs> assholes. <laughs> Every single time we get booked on a show, it's like, hey, man, so uh, you guys want to share a drum kit? No. You guys uh, want to share amps? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you got to do that shit. It makes your life so easy. I And here's the thing. <laughs> if I would have thought about it sooner, I could have mm-hmm. just used the like because the clockers were like, yeah, just use our shit. It's cool. But I'm like. No, I got. I have like an amp sim in here, so if I go through there, I've got the amp sim going through an actual amp. But I could have just. I have a. I carry a tablet with me to be able to program my shit, so I could have just as easily, like, you know, pro like just copied everything over and turned off the amp sims, and fucking ran through their cat their amp. Shit, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm a big, you know me, I'm a big fan of just the regular old, you know, lug your amp up, smack the drums, lug it back off. But, uh, hey, you guys have a lot more of a grip on your sound, so I get it. (laughs) Goop says, don't play a show with me. I haven't bought a bass amp in 15 years. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't own, like, I do own a guitar amp, but it's not one that I would be like, yo, I'm going to use this, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I have that power cab that we used when we played uh, fucking, um, what was that place? The Walmore last year. Uh-huh. I have that. And like, so we're talking about, well, let's start bringing amps and make sure, you know, that way we, we're good in any situation. We'll still use the cube for the, for the in-ears. So, you know, we're, we're still going to use the in-ears, but we're going to also bring amps. So we're like, they think I guess that's what's gonna solve every everything. I, yeah, <laughs> hey man, you're prepared. We'll, we'll, we'll see when we get there. You're, you know, you're being Boy Scouts. You're prepared yeah. for any situation. Be prepared. You know. Uh, Goop is saying he uses Jim's bass amp. <laughs> I did that shit what, for. What, what happened to what happened to like we were you guys were all gung ho about the three of our bands getting together and playing a show. That's depression. And then I, <laughs> and then I, I send you guys a group message. I don't know if anybody ever read it. <laughs> yeah, I sent the was... two of you a group message because because you guys were like, yeah, let's do it. Shambles of the Living Brain Dead and Rat Ops, like let's do it. Well, <laughs> now you got us all in one spot, so yeah, I mean we got to figure it out. Goop, when you're free. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's guessing the most important segment is dead this week because apparently she really cares about that Buffalo weather. Oh, jeez, I don't even my fucking weather didn't come up on my screen here like it normally does. What the fuck? That's all right. We're that's, not going. That's part of the new Windows update, I guess. It doesn't have the the weather down in the corner anymore. That's yeah, all right. Nobody Ooh. watching this is ever going to go outside, anyways. We're all a bunch of indoor kids here. All right, let's 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 do weather. Fuck it. <laughs> let's go. 
Oh, put what I want. No, that's not what I want. I want weather. Mm. It is 59, no, 58 degrees, feels like 57, partly cloudy, high of 63, low of 49. And where the fuck is my five day, 10 day, whatever the fuck? I don't know. Oh, tomorrow. Here we go. Mm. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, high of 69, low of 55, partly cloudy. And more of the same going forward. It's 74 on Friday, 70 on Saturday. Back down into the 60s next week, the early part, 58 on Wednesday, so a little bit colder than uh, the rest of the days, but then back up into the 60s on Thursday and Friday next week. That's good. Give me that low day on Wednesday because we're going to be in Mohawk Place and I'm going to be sweating oh, fuck yeah, fucking that's... sack off. <laughs> man, I keep talking about I need, to, I need a, a Mohawk Place redemption, man. The one time I played there, the sound guy was rushing me and I played half the fucking show with my volume half down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't I have any fucking distortion? <laughs> and oh, I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> these knobs do things. Oops. Oh, and yeah. we were opening for fucking 96 bitter beings, which is uh, oh. the dude from CKY, right? Yeah. <laughs> God. It's like, oh man, I need to redeem myself for that show. That sucked. <laughs> yeah, that bites, man. 96 quite bitter beings, dude. That shit takes me back. Like every time I need to start playing guitar again, for whatever reason, I just go straight back to that riff. Cause that was like one of the first, like that opening, the was like one of the first riffs I learned how to play and actually make it sound pretty good when I was like 13 and you yeah. know, listening to the Tony Hawk three soundtrack. Which so. you, you need those guitar skills, right? You're uh, you are now, <laughs> I set you up. Yeah, look I, at that. I knew you were waiting. <laughs> I, I knew you were waiting for this, and I, I, I gave you the setup. You are now playing guitar for the summer in Turkey Blaster Omega. That's right, man. I am the fill-in guitar player for Lenny from TBO. I'm gonna be with them for the rest of the summer. Uh, we just had our first show with me at Abilene uh, last Thursday. It was great. I've never been to Abilene before. Cool fucking venue. Only I, made... I didn't even realize you were playing that night, and I had texted you, like I always do on Thursdays. I texted you, fuck Shambles, and I guess for the summer, fuck TBO. <laughs> and also, can you co-host on Wednesday? <laughs> Dude, it, it worked perfectly. It was, it was fucking great. But um, yeah, man, I've been practicing with them for about a month and a half now, maybe just a little over a month. Um, it's... Good chemistry, man. Uh, you know, my brother's the drummer, so it's really, really fun for me to go back. Like, this is just straight back to my roots. Like, I'm playing guitar in a ska band with my brother Kyle and the bassist Jack Shannon, who was a friend of mine from high school. We were in a ska band in high school together. So showing up, like, I was just able to find Kyle's right foot immediately, and Jack is just a flawless powerhouse of a bass player. So... We just sunk right into a routine, and man, it's fun playing ska again. Everybody in that band is a, a fucking player. They're all super cool. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to be there. And with that in mind, so one week from tonight is the Shambles Show at Mohawk Place. Two weeks from tonight, yeah, Wednesday, May 24th at 8 p.m. at Photo City Music Hall in Rochester. Uh, it's Turkey Blaster Omega. Uh, and Tyler Westcott opening for the Bridge City Sinners from Portland, Oregon. So if you're in Rochester, uh, swing on out to Photo City because you're going to see some ska and then you're going to see, how do you even describe the Bridge City Sinners like, like, um, like cabaret folk punk maybe? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. They're fucking great. So that's going to be 
a really, really fun show. So, uh, so Mike donated another dollar. He said, give this to Ryan. Ryan is an amazing talent and host. Mm. Hey, thanks, Mike. Cheers. So, so I owe you a dollar. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Yeah, we should put them together and get that McChicken I was talking about earlier. Right, right, just cut right. it right down the middle. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's it's cool playing with TBO, dude. I fucking love everybody in that band. Um, and uh, oh, uh, they wanted me to mention. See, look at me, natural plugs. Uh, that they have a whole bunch of new merch that's going to be uh, going up on their pages and available at their shows. I've seen some of it. It's fucking awesome. Go out and spend some money on TBO. And uh, skank along, dudes. And then um, the other element of this is that, uh, you know, I needed a new guitar amp because I just had a little PV modeling amp. And getting to <laughs> getting to jam with Turkey Blaster for the summer and play, you know, like relatively to, you know, very large shows, I needed something with some real kick to it. So I bought an EVH 5150 40-watt uh, tube amp, and that motherfucker just screams. So, yeah, man, everything's going great. <laughs> so Goop says, Bob Saget. <laughs> Bob Saget. Bob Saget, Bob Saget, Bob Saget. <laughs> yeah, man, but um, what else? So reason I'm filling in with uh, Turkey Blaster is, you know, I'll post this in the show thread uh, later as well in case anybody's interested, but their guitar player, Lenny, who, if you've ever met him, you know he's just, like, the nicest guy in the world, like, the most genuine fucking person. What he's doing now is he has bought a van, and he is taking the summer, and he's driving to state parks, um, going, like, southbound, then going west, and then driving up through Alaska and spending a lot of time with just himself and his dog in national parks and also seeing, you know, friends and family he hasn't seen in years, so he's got a like GoFundMe, a link thing up where you can follow along with what he's doing um, and you can throw him some money if you want to. I'm definitely going to throw a couple bucks, but Lenny is the man and uh, support his trip because you'll get the picks and it allows me to keep playing guitar with a turkey blaster for even longer. <laughs> that's, uh, that's cool, man, that you're uh, expanding your horizons again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to play guitar this time. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's a lot of fun because, like, I started, I think most bass players start as a guitar player <laughs> and then transition to bass because someone else is better at guitar. What happened to me and Joey. But, uh, yeah, like, I started as a guitarist and I was in a ska band. So it all just came back to, like, it was so fucking natural. Those upstrokes, I'm better at those than I am at actually regularly strumming. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, man, it's like riding a bike. Just jumped right back in. I don't know. I still can't play ska. Ah. <laughs> I remember, though, like, when we were, when you were in the band and we were trying to, I was trying to, like, spice up one of the older songs that we have, and I started playing, like, just, just, just the upstroke. Like, jin, jin, jin. You're like, nah, man, do this. Like, you know, <laughs> play it with, uh, you know, play it with the, uh, you know, uh, with the scratches and the, you know, muted notes and shit, like. Mm -hmm. So now it just depends on my mood which way I play it, but that's... I mean, yeah, you can do either. I wasn't yeah. trying to be critical. No, but, but I, no, I mean, but I, I clearly have no idea, like, how to actually play Sky. You're like, oh, man, that's cool. Just, you know, try it this way. Yeah. You, you, just, you let up on the strings, you just do a muted downstroke, and then you press them down and upstroke at the same time. You want it to be, like, 
almost jangly, but more like spiky and quacky. And uh, yeah, run a rhythm. So Goop says he's never played guitar. He also says he uh, he did that uh, that trek, but on a bike, and for 16 days to Allegheny. He says was the best time. I remember when you did that Allegheny trip. Yeah, I was checking some photos of that. That that's cool, man. If I ever have the opportunity to get like that much time to go on a trip, I would love to do a long one like that. Me and Natalie do like seven to ten dayers, but I uh, man, sixteen anywhere anywhere upwards of two weeks really would be fantastic. Same. And yeah, you never played guitar, which you know that makes sense because you're like a bassist, bassist. Like you know all the <laughs> scales and you run a steady rhythm. I am faking it with my pick and, you know, running root notes. <laughs> Jazzy says, just uh, just play it like No Doubt. I, I'll tell you what, I played uh, I played the entirety of No Doubt's uh, The Singles on Rock Band the other day. <laughs> nice. I was sitting, I was watching a video on YouTube and the guy's like, yeah, this is the history of rhythm games. And he's talking about like frequency and amplitude and Guitar Hero and mm. Rock Band. I'm like, fuck, I want to play Guitar Hero now. And I can't find my copy of Guitar Hero 3. What? So I'm like, what the fuck? So I started, I, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll just play Rock Band. Because it was already, like, right next to my play, my Xbox anyway. So I fucking, I was like, what do I want to play? And it's like, oh, look, the entire, you know, no doubt the singles collection. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to play this straight through. Hell yeah. Goop's doing another trip like that at one point. Doesn't know scales, just knows what notes sound decent together. Same! <laughs> Again, a basis basis, man. <laughs> Yeah, I want to learn scales, and I just don't have the p time, patience. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, you know, anytime I do like learn a scale, that's where my next solo comes from. Is like I just play that scale. See, that's that's one hundred percent right, though. Like that's that's what it is. That's all they are. Like I don't, I don't know. They're I don't know them anywhere near as well as I should. But I've got like the main ones. You know, I can I can adjust. Like and do the 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 minor, the major, pentatonic. I can't really get into like that mixolydian shit or whatever. But like once you figure, like start figuring the scales out, all of a sudden, like yeah, you just solos and fills and little riffs come like absolutely nothing, and it really just breaks down more of like what a song is, which is you know it's basically a math problem except with sound. So, <laughs> Laura wants to know which one of those games had Cherry Lips, song by Garbage, that was in I think Frequency, I think I might have been Amplitude. I can't answer that but one. But I think it was I think it was frequency. I used to I I still have those games. I just I think I still have those games. I have the boxes anyway. Uh, <laughs> and I've been meaning to like sit down and play those again because those games were fucking amazing. I never they played were, frequency or amplitude. Uh, they were like precursors to Guitar Hero. Um, basically you have your you have your your you know highway or whatever, your track. Mm -hmm. And you play all the notes on the track, and then it unlocks that track. You go to the next track, and you play the next track. And you just do that until you have the whole song playing. And then, like, you know, they'll... But they're only unlocked for so long, so then you have to go back and do the next, uh, you know, the first one over again. And, hmm. You know, but you, you know, it's a, it's basically a beat-matching game just in, in that vein. Uh, and literally, like, the same style almost as Guitar Hero. Hmm. Um but with you know three uh, three notes and you're playing with a controller instead of you know five notes on a guitar shaped controller. Hmm. So yeah, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. I still got a fucking beat God of War Ragnarok. I haven't played it in like three months. 
It's like a 25-hour game. I don't know how the fuck I haven't beaten it. Dad, show us your closest guitar. I guess this one's closer. This is my this is my first act acoustic. Ooh. My Adam Levine oh, branded yeah. acoustic. Driving slow on Sunday morning there, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I I just I wanted an acoustic guitar and that one was like 80 bucks at Target. So I was like, all right, cool. I own an acoustic guitar. And then I got this one, which is like a three hundred dollar Fender uh, Strat acoustic, and I like that one better. <laughs> but I got a really nice Yamaha that's in the other room, and that one I'm taking very good care of. It's got the humidifier in the case and all that. So. Oh, look at that. Yeah, proper instrument <laughs> maintenance. Uh, taking, taking care of that one. I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> good for you, dude. Anyway, but, yeah, like when I got invited to do Turkey Blaster, like I literally had to dust the guitars off. I mean, they were in their cases, but they didn't have humidifiers. They were up in the attic, and I took two of them to go get set up, and <laughs> it's night and day. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, my Strat was I mean, playing that, like absolute I'm, shit, and now it's just butter. That's the thing about this Fender is it needs to be set up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do I take this to get set up? Or Because I tried to do it myself. I bought the tool, and it just wouldn't fit in the sound hole to, fucking mm -hmm. to, to get to the truss rod. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't make the adjustments myself. So I'm like, do I want to take this to Guitar Center to get set up? Or do I want to just buy a new acoustic guitar? And I'm like, <laughs> and at the time I had the money, so I'm like, I'm gonna go buy a guitar. So I walked to Guitar Center. I'm like, dude, uh, acoustic guitar between like 200 and 400 bucks. And they took me to the, you know, the room with mm -hmm. all the acoustic guitars, and they're showing me. They're like, you know, what, you know, they're like, what kind of sound are you going for? You know, what are you, what are you trying to do? Uh, and he was like. He hands me like this one by uh, Luna guitars that I had been looking at. And I'm like, oh man, this is cool, but it's fucking huge. Hmm. And I'm like, maybe this one. And then he hands me an, a, a different Yamaha than the one I ended up going with. He's like, try this one. I'm like, all right, this one's all right. He hands me the, the, the Yamaha that I ended up going with. And I wound up naming the guitar Tony. And you know why? Because it feels good. Like Ooh. Tony, 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 right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, dude, those Yamaha guitars are actually, especially like Yamaha acoustics, surprisingly decent little instruments. Like, I remember uh, my first guitar was a Yamaha acoustic, and, you know, I think it's like a F300 or whatever it is, just the standard dreadnought starter guitar. But I've had that thing for over 20 years, and it actually sounds pretty good, even though I've covered it in stickers. So... <laughs> Nothing wrong with Yamaha's, my, man. My, my first guitar, my first, like, actual electric guitar is a Squire Stratocaster. Completely oh, yeah. covered in stickers. Yep, of course. I'll of never, course. I will never play it live. <laughs> I bought several guitars, so I will never be in a position to have to play that live again, because I've done it <laughs> once. And it's, because, like, all of my guitars have humbuckers, except for that one. Uh-huh. That one's only got the single coils. And as soon as we... Like, I broke a string on the guitar that I was playing, which was a uh, uh, Orange County Chopper's official licensed guitar. <laughs> and I was playing that at a... We were doing a, a party at my house that I was living in at the time. And I broke a string, and I grabbed the Squire, and as soon as we plugged it in, it's just... I can't even hit those fucking high notes, right? But, the, you know, the feedback. Uh, fucking... Yeah. The single coils that they throw in the Squires are perfectly fine for learning at low volumes, but they're far from noiseless. They just feed back immediately. And when my kid was trying to buy a guitar, I, you know, I was like, you don't want these. 
<laughs> I was like, you want humbuckers. She's like, I don't know what that means. I said, literally, the name of it tells you what it does. It <laughs> stops all that squealing if you plug in one of these Fender guitars with the single <laughs> coil pickups. You want a, you want humbuckers. Yeah, dude. And she went with a she went with a Jackson that had humbuckers. Nice. And I also told her she didn't want a Floyd Rose because the first guitar she sent me had a Floyd Rose. I'm like, no. Yeah, dude. No. Nope. Do not buy that guitar. You will hate that guitar. Yep. And uh, But she ended up going with a Jackson. She got a little Fender combo modeling amp. 20 watt. You know. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like, you know, it's not like she's trying to gig out or anything. She's just trying to learn how to play. And <laughs> I sent her some YouTube videos. I'm like, watch this dude. He'll tell you how to play chords and shit. You know, like. Yeah. So did I mic the chair? No, it's he's that chair just squeaks. Yeah, sorry. That's my fault. I'll try to sit still. Uh, you know, anxiety and whatnot. Laura, uh, Laura, you've got a question in the chat. Is Taylor Swift a rock star? I mean, Taylor Swift is everything, dude. Prior to that, she asked what your favorite Taylor Swift song was. Uh, I, I am not a follower of Taylor Swift. <laughs> I just enjoy, you know, her aura and the insane fandom surrounding her. Dude, it's entertaining. I, dude, I was watching some videos the other day. One was, uh, like, she was playing in the rain. She delayed her Nashville show, like, three hours. Yep. Because uh -huh. it was raining, and she came out and played the whole damn set in the rain, ended at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yep, yep. Dude, and I mean that's that's awesome. Like that's a that's a kick-ass thing to do. Like you're making sure people get the freaking show they paid for. I think they canceled Phoebe Bridgers' set beforehand, which sucks because I would actually rather see Phoebe Bridgers. But like whatever, man. You're giving your fans exactly what they paid for. That's awesome. And then I saw another video of this lady. She's on the subway. She's just trying to go home from work, and everybody's getting off, get out of the Taylor Swift concert, <laughs> and she's just like, "No, don't get on the, don't get on the train, no, no," and they just all just swarm the train. It's so <laughs> many people getting on the. It's it's like after uh, anything at the arena, getting on the subway on the on the rail over there, the metro rail. I almost said the subway. It is technically a subway because it does go underground, but it only it's like the world's smallest subway, probably. So. <laughs> Oh, man. Laura, are you trying to cancel me? She's trying to cancel you. I didn't say I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I said I don't, like, follow her. Like, I don't sit and listen to Taylor Swift all day long, but, like, I enjoy her. Fucking, um, You Need to Calm Down or whatever the fuck that song is is pretty awesome. <laughs> I like that one. Um, I don't know, dude. She's awesome. Like, I would go see her in a fucking heartbeat. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> But trying to get those tickets, goddamn, dude, fuck that shit. There's no way in hell, man. Like that—that's the other thing. I don't mind spending a little bit of money to go see some shit, but like I'm not paying six hundred bucks or whatever. It's just too which much. is, I think, what the Aerosmith tickets were going for once they went on sale was like six hundred. Fucking nuts, because it's man. their last—it's their last tour. I told John to fucking get on there and buy tickets. He didn't, <laughs> so we ain't going. Yep, unless we could get them dirt cheap. <laughs> but I, I have seen Aerosmith. I want to see the Black Crows. I haven't seen either. Jasmine says she's going to see her next month in Seattle. Ooh, that's awesome. That is cool. Seattle's a freaking blast. Cool ass city. <laughs> she, she says last tour. We've had this conversation. Last tour. Yeah. How many? Motley Crew. Fucking. <laughs> how many last tours did the Ramones have? Motley <laughs> Crew, man. Fucking. Motley Crew has a contract that says we are never going to tour again unless we want to. <laughs> and two years later, they're like, yeah, we feel like touring again. 
<laughs> and like, so, I, didn't they like publicly burn the fucking contract or something? I don't like, know, geez. but complete self-defeating clause that you can excise from a contract, just standard severability shit. <laughs> okay, I am not gonna play anything off of this side of the mixer cause it's fucking up. So I am gonna put this song on the other side. Yeah. And we're going to play it now after we tell you about this show coming up on Saturday at Evening Star in Niagara Falls, 8810 Niagara Falls Boulevard. Uh, and it is uh, Among the Wicked, Fooled by Eve, Murder, and Under the Black. Uh, doors at 8, uh, excuse me, doors at 7 p.m., first band at 7.30, $10 tickets, $12 at the, show, at the door. Uh, doesn't say ages. So they didn't get all the information either. So we'll give Riot Squad a little bit of a reprieve here because they're not the only ones today. Oh, we want Florida. They're up there chanting it on the TV right now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but this is Murder. And this song is called Literal Masterpiece on All WNY. Think So Joe Show.
Murder on all WNY. Think so, Joe Show. That song called Literal Masterpiece. I would agree. Yeah. And uh, we've got the Leafs game about to start up on the TV here. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. Blow Leafs, we are, blow. We are, we are ready to watch Toronto get eliminated by Florida. Sam Reinhart with that game winner the last game. Hell yeah, dude. Former Sabres lighting it up on the Panthers. Got Sabres South. So we just got this uh, we just got this show announcement, I think, yesterday, right? Catch-22 is coming back to Buffalo. Fucking hell, man. Uh, with the abrupters and working-class stiffs. So that's going to be incredible, and that's going to be a week where I'm just like, what? which one of these bands do I play? Uh, but <laughs> uh, the last time I saw Catch-22 was with the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, the Pie Tasters, and the Voodoo Glow Skulls. Wow, that is a very 1990s line up there. And that was in 2003. <laughs> that was 20 years ago. And I I was like, because I knew I saw them at, at uh, Thursday at the Square. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when the like when was this show? I knew it was Catch-22. I knew it was Pie Tasters. I'm like, I think Voodoo Glow Skulls were on that. I didn't realize it was a Boston's show uh, until I went on Wikipedia and I looked up Thursday at the Square and found that show. Damn. And I'm like, Damn, that was 20 fucking years ago. It's insane. And then I posted a status. I said, I miss Thursday at Canal, uh, Thursday at uh, Thursday at the Square. Yeah. And, uh, you know, somebody goes, dude, it's only Tuesday. And then somebody else goes, dude, it's only Wednesday. I'm like, I didn't realize it had to be the day of the week that I'm reminiscing about for me to reminisce about the day of the week <laughs> thing, the thing that happened on that day of the week that I miss. Like, Thursday at the Square was just an incredible time, even when they moved it to Canal Side. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Kaylee from, uh, 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 I'm drawing a blank on the name of their band, and I feel, Karma Queen. Uh, I, I saw her post, like, uh, when they announced that lineup for uh, for Canal Side Live that had, like, Method Man and Red Man and Vanilla Ice and, like, uh, you know, all these other acts that I was like, I, I gotta see these bands, and you know, and she posted that today, and I'm just like, man, I really miss these canal side concerts, like, or or like these just you know downtown cheap, if not free concerts, uh, particularly Thursday at the Square. I saw some great bands there over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got memories from Thursday at Canal Side or or the Square, either way. I do, yeah. I mean, uh, my I, I first came to Buffalo in 2007 to go to school. Uh, I've been here a couple times because I'm from Rochester originally, but within my first week of being here, um, I know you hate them. I love them. Uh, the Dropkick Murphys played <laughs> at Thursday in the Square. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say I hate them. I just I've seen them enough to be like, okay, now what? <laughs> I love them, dude, and that was a cool show, because that was like, that was right around when they came out with The Meanest of Times, which I think really, for me, was like their peak. I'm not the biggest fan of their newer stuff, but like, I love that album, uh, and I went with a couple of my buddies, it was great, um, didn't go back for a couple years, and then uh, I started going again just every single week, uh, even if it was a band I didn't really care about, like, we saw Blues Traveler, and they were fucking great, even oh, they though- were, that cover of Creep. Yeah. Yeah, dude, fucking awesome, dude. Like, I I literally I went on Twitter and I asked them if they were going to release it, and they actually had it out on their website. It was a free download for hell a while. Yeah, dude. And I'm like, yo, I, I'm I downloaded that. I still have it. 
the MP3 of them performing Radiohead's Creep. Mm -hmm. uh, that was an incredible show. Yeah, I was, I was there. Yeah, I remember they did a medley too of just a whole bunch of really popular 90s tunes with, um, what's his name, John or whatever, ripping the harmonica yeah. for the vocal lines and soloing and stuff. And I mean, like... I, you know, I, I don't give a shit what anybody says. You know, they're like, oh, that's a bro rock band. I don't want to listen to him. Like, fuck <laughs> off, man. Like, that dude is an incredible musician. They're, they were awesome live. Hell yeah, that was just an amazing... Like, I'd been a fan of Blues Traveler, uh, particularly the album Four, which was the big one that had Hook and Run Around. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, and I, I really didn't know what to expect outside of those you know, those songs, the songs from that album specifically, and just, I was blown away. That was an incredible show, yeah. Yeah, they, they put on which was Which was, I think, the last, like, Thursday at the Square. I think the week after they moved to Canal Side. So I think that might be right. I, I didn't go to the next one the week after because that was, like, right around uh, the era when, like, I ended up moving downstate and doing some other shit. Um, but when I came back... They had firmly established it as Thursday at Canal Side. Right. So, yeah, I went again. Me and Natalie went like every week. And I remember one year they had The Cult with Against Me. That was a fucking incredible show. They had Built the Spill, which is one of my all time favorites. Um, they had a Boston show. Um, we went to, I know you, you and Karina were at the, uh, Flogging Molly and, um, Social Distortion, Social Distortion show. Um, fuck me and Natalie went to see Get the Let Out. Like, hell yeah, dude. Like they, they, all of those shows were a blast. We went to fucking Ludacris. Like, come on. I oh. didn't go to Ludacris. Oh. I've seen Ludacris, but I, I didn't see him then. He was awesome, dude. I, 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 I'm, I'm oh. really bummed because they had actually originally announced Coolio was going to play. I think that was oh, the same year. Oh, God, yeah. And, I would have gone to that. But, but he canceled. He didn't end up playing, and I I never got to see Coolio, and I'm bummed. Because yeah. I fucking loved Coolio back in the day. I had his first two albums on CD. Now I got him on vinyl. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm never going to see him now. But uh, Yeah, man. You know, uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, definitely uh, seen some great shows at Canal Side. I saw, uh, I don't know if this was, if, if it was that particular Boston show uh, with Catch-22 or if it was a different Boston show because they played Canal, uh, the, the Square a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, but there was one show, it was the Boston's, and people were throwing around just this empty plastic garbage can. Just throwing it around and Dickie sees it, he's like, what is that? He's like, Oh, it's, it's a garbage can. Okay, so that's the Buffalo Beach Ball. <laughs> I remember that vividly. And, um, like, I remember uh, during the 2006 NHL playoffs, uh, the Sabres were playing the uh, Hurricanes. And the Sabres had just won. I had just gone to my only playoff game I've ever been to, game six of that series, uh, where the Sabres won in overtime to send it to game seven with one healthy defenseman. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're playing game seven, the night of the Smash Mouth show. And people still went to the Smash Mouth show, but Smash Mouth was very cognizant, cognizant of the fact that we are a, you know, we're a sports city mm -hmm. and they were given score updates during their set. Oh, that's cool. Which was cool as shit. Nice of them, yeah. I also remember I went and I saw, it was the first time I saw the Violent Femmes. Ooh. <laughs> and I've told That's this story. Awesome. I've told this story a bunch of times, because uh, like you know, the Violent Femmes are a fucking legendary fucking band. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I had never seen them before, but they were playing Thursday at the Square. But it also happened to be, I, I, had, I was just starting to date my now ex-wife. And she graduated high school in her 20s. And she was, her graduation happened to be the night of the Violent Femmes. And I went to the Violent Femmes. And she's like, you're going to miss my graduation for a concert? I'm like, when am I ever going to get to see the Violent Femmes again? <laughs> the answer was like two years ago, 2021, I think. Uh, I saw them in Rochester with uh, like uh, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies and <laughs> oh, hell yeah. uh, a couple of other bands, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, so many great shows. I remember I went... Uh, Clear, a local band, Clear, was opening a show, I think with, like, Saliva or something. Hmm. Uh, and I went I went mostly for Clear. I mean, I liked Saliva at the time, which uh, I want to talk about Saliva in a second because there's news about them. Uh, hmm. just came out. But um, I'm there specifically for Clear, but nobody else is. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, man, you know... I can't wait for the for the headliners to come on. What the fuck is this band? What is this shit? You know, like, guys, if you don't want to watch the band, go somewhere the fuck else so I can watch the band, you know? Like, yeah, fucking hell, man. Saliva just, uh, Josie Scott of Saliva just announced that he is now touring as Josie Scott's Saliva as opposed to the other members of Saliva who are touring as Saliva. So... Hmm. That'll be interesting. I When I saw Saliva the last time, because I've seen him, I think, uh, if you count WrestleMania three times, and the last time I saw them, he was fucking terrible. <laughs> Everybody else was good. He was awful. And it wasn't like his singing parts. He could hit the singing notes. It was his raps that were terrible. It's like, dude, how the fuck are you fucking up the raps and not the singing how, shouldn't that be the opposite? Yeah, like you just got to run the rhythm if you're rapping, basically. And and just uh, then next thing I knew, he was out of the band and they, they were playing shows. But yeah, so many great memories at Thursday at Canal Side and Thursday at uh, Thursday at the Square. Laura says we are not on all WNY. I beg to differ because it says we've been on all WNY for an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so many great shows. Over the years, Zebrahead with Real Big Fish. <laughs> Fucking Zebrahead. Was it Zebrahead, Gob, and Real Big Fish, I think, might have been the lineup? God, that is just another, like, how fucking 90s is that lineup? <laughs> like, Gob in particular. Like, that 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 album that got kind of big, I think it was, like, a self-titled or their first album, but, like, when Pop Punk was blowing up, that first album had some tunes on it that I liked. I haven't thought about that band, though, since... It's probably been 20 years. Like, <laughs> Joe only likes Saliva because they did WWE themes in 2003. Not true. Mm. I liked Saliva before they started doing WWE themes. They had that song, uh, Your Disease, was their first single. And I liked that song a lot. And I went out and bought their album. And I really liked the song Superstar, which then later became the theme song for WrestleMania 18. And the song I got one of the one of the two songs I got to see them play that night. They played uh, they played the Dudley Boys to the ring that night too because they did a theme song for them on the WWF uh, Forcible Entry CD. And then I saw them two more times after that. I actually met them the second time I saw them, mm. um, which was also the day I met my first ex-wife. She was really excited to see them. We went and met them. 
And I was like, man, the last time I saw you guys was in front of 68,000 screaming wrestling fans who had no idea who you were. And they're just like, yeah, WrestleMania. <laughs> so, Damn, man. But yeah, I, I was I was uh, I was into them before I before they started doing uh, wrestling themes, most notably the theme for uh, new, for for Hollywood superstar Dave Batista. My, I, I have very little wrestling knowledge. I, as you I'm know, aware. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware. I'm just addressing. I know those words. <laughs> you, you, you don't. But Dave Batista, you've seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, I did a couple years okay, ago. Okay, he he plays uh, Drax. Ah, all right. Yeah, he's that guy. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wasn't he? Um, wasn't he in the new uh, Ryan Cullen movie too? The I the, have no idea. Now oh, we're getting shit. shit. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> movies. What the fuck was it? Uh, Glass Onion. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was in that. Glass Onion is pretty good. Uh, Knives Out was better. But uh, yeah, check it out. That's another uh, Jono's Jack thing you can do. Watch, I guess. Some, watch some Ryan Johnson flicks. I got, I got challenged to watch like the top 250 movies on IMDb, and I watched a bunch of them, and then I, I just kind of, I don't really talk to the person that I was <laughs> doing that with anymore. So it's <laughs> like, uh, do, I, do I still do this? And then I just haven't had time, so... It's like oh, yeah, I haven't gotten to Citizen Kane yet, but you know I'm I off have the not, hook. I'm gonna gonna watch Mallrats instead. I have not gotten to Citizen <laughs> Kane, and I think I have watched Mallrats in that interim period. <laughs> I've definitely watched UHF and Airheads in that interim. Oh, Empire dude. Records, fucking uh, uh, what's the John Cusack one? High Fidelity. Oh yep, yep, yep. The 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 essentials, but of course, like uh, Rex Manning Day was a, a few weeks ago. And you have to watch Empire Records on Rex Manning Day. I haven't seen Empire Records. Really? Yep. Oh man. I have glaring holes in my mu- or uh, my movie knowledge. Like I I I see movies that I love and then I watch them until I memorize them, but then there's others that I have no clue about. Like I can recite most of Wes Anderson's movies, but I've never seen The Godfather. <laughs> Jasmine just donated a dollar. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. we're we're making we're bacon, making bank tonight, dude. We can put bacon on that McChicken, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're making it, making yeah. it, buddy. No, I I saw a bunch of I, I did watch a bunch of the movies on that list because I was just like I had a random number generator and the list. I'm like, what am I watching today? I'm like, Wall-E, I haven't seen this. I'm watching this. Ratatouille, I haven't seen that. I'm watching this. So I saw all the Pixar movies that were on it now, mm. uh, and then there was. Um, like I've watched uh, the Usual Suspects. Oh, Usual Suspects where, is great. Who is uh, Kaiser Soze? Yeah. Yep. I, I saw that. I saw Taxi Driver for the first time. Haven't seen that one. I need to. Uh, we could pay for the delivery of something with our three dollars. <laughs> uh, I've seen. I saw a bunch of movies. Uh, it was a Vietnam movie. Okay, with uh, Charlie Sheen. Um, Platoon. Oh yeah, Platoon. Platoon. And I'm watching it, and the, the the girl that challenged me to watch these movies, she's like, how's Platoon? I'm like, it's like the Forrest Gump Vietnam scenes without the kick-ass soundtrack. <laughs> and she goes, I've never seen Forrest Gump. I'm like, what the fuck? That's one of those. Forrest Gump is ubiquitous. I think everybody has seen it, and even if they haven't, they can probably quote most of it. Sure. So so that night she watched Forrest Gump. I finished watching Platoon. I'm like, where are you at in Forrest Gump? And then she's like, oh, I'm, I'm at the part where Jenny's in California and she's standing on the ledge. I'm like, I'm on it. <laughs> so I flipped over. I watched the rest of the movie while she was watching it. Because I'm like, 
fuck, I don't even need to watch up to this point. I've seen this movie so many times. It's a movie that I, like, I used to fall asleep watching movies that I've seen a million times. Yeah. Because just, I don't need to pay attention to them. So there was that and Fight Club were like the two that would alternate as like the movies that I would watch. <laughs> but I was even watching like movies that were on this list that I'd seen before. Like Aladdin is like right towards the bottom of the list. I'm like, you know, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. And Aladdin was fucking great. Well, yeah. That was absolutely. like uh, kind of, well, I guess Little Mermaid was the beginning of the Disney Renaissance, but Aladdin right. was right smack in the middle oh, yeah, of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Laura's right. I made a mistake. I you don't talk about one of the movies I mentioned. <laughs> I used to do that too, though, because like when I was in um, somebody did a somebody had a, a meme and it was uh, it was a picture of Edward Norton and Brad Pitt back then, mm -hmm. and then it was just a picture of Edward Norton and it's like reunion, <laughs> <laughs> and it takes you a second to get it. It's like oh, I fucking get it. Like <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Fight Club's fucking great. Yeah, no, dude. dude, I used to do exactly what you were talking about, where, like, uh, you watch movies you, you've watched already, and, like, part of that is, like, I always have something playing. It's either, like, sports, or it's a TV show, or it's music, or it's whatever, just something in the background. And, like, when I was in college, we didn't have, like, Netflix streaming and shit yet, and I wasn't really right. pirating, so I would just buy DVDs really cheap used and watch shit over and over. Like, I don't know how many times I've fucking watched Ghostbusters I don't know how many times I've watched The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, which is a movie that everyone hates. I fucking love it. How many times I've watched Clerks? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Clerks, man. I yeah. so so like I was looking for somebody to go see Clerks three with when it was in theaters, and I was like, John, you're coming with me to see Clerks three, right? He's like, I haven't seen the first two. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? How? He's, he's like, it's in black and white. I'm like, no, oh, John. dude, no, like you have to watch, like if you watch the movie, you don't even realize the fucking movies in black and white. Yeah, dude, you could probably watch that movie. You could probably listen to that movie with your eyes shut and be able to follow it. Absolutely. The whole thing is dialogue. So, so, so this was on, on the show. We're talking about this. John watched Clerks the next night so that he was ready to watch Clerks three when we went and saw it on Friday. Nice. So he nice. he uh, he got that emotional roller coaster from Clerks three, dude. You I, know he didn't he didn't see Clerks two, so he didn't he didn't quite get like the Becky stuff, but he got the the rest of it. You know, dude. So I still haven't seen Clerks three. Oh man, uh, again, glaring omissions I've, in my movie history. I've seen it twice now. I've seen it in theaters, and then I bought it the day it came out. So <laughs> nice. So uh, I, I've seen it twice. I think I'm going to buy a copy of it because that's one I'm going to need to so watch. So worth it, dude. Over. If you love the first one, it is such a love letter to the fans of the first movie. Uh, like God. it's got it's got allusions to Clerks too, mm -hmm. but they're like few and far. Like like Elias is still a central character, right? <laughs> yeah. But like everything else, all the rest of the Clerks two references are few and far between, hmm. because like you know, like Clerks one was the good one, you know? Yeah. Not to say the Clerks 2 was bad, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best out of the View Askew movies, you know? Yeah, I, up to that point, that was probably my least favorite of his movies, besides Jersey Girl. Laura says this show should be in black and white. Let's see if we can do that. How really? do I do that? She says we could, she says it should, it's not letting me do anything, because I think, it, I, I don't know if it's because we're on the air, or... Can I I think think a, filter? Filters. Filters. Let's see what we got. Plus. 
what would we Maybe do? Color key? That's what I'm, no, color, color key would be like for a green screen. I'm thinking color correction, maybe? Mm. Oh, this is fun. We're gonna do this live on the air. Oh, let's hit okay, and then saturation. There we go. Oh, look at that. There you go, Laura. Shows in <laughs> black and white. Well, now I gotta start talking like Randall. Shit. <laughs> well, you know what we should do next? Because the most recent movie I've watched, um, and it's I haven't watched many. I think I've watched one in the last two months, but me and Natalie watched uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That Coen Brothers flick. And uh, it's supposed to be set in the Great Depression, but when they filmed it, uh, I think it was in Mississippi, apparently everything was green, so they sepia-toned the entire fucking thing and just washed <laughs> it out. I have not seen that, but I was working at Blockbuster at the time that it came out. We're going to go back to color now, because... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I was working at Blockbuster when that came out, uh, if you could believe that. And, uh, That's another so, very 90s sentence. <laughs> so, like, the, the, uh, the trailer for that would be on the, on the tapes mm. that would play on a loop at Blockbuster. So, definitely, uh, I know a little bit about that movie. I saw a band... Uh, I want to say they were. I want to say it was the Native Howl, uh, actually on that CKY, the the '96 Bitter Being show. Hmm. Uh, they do a mashup of uh, the Man of Constant Sorrow mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. that movie uh, and Harvester of Sorrow by Metallica. <laughs> That's sweet. And they did it live, and then I saw it later. Uh, like somebody shared it to me on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, I played with these guys. <laughs> like, Holy shit. like I saw these guys play this live after I played. Like, <laughs> dude, that's fucking sick. Yeah, so that was that was cool. Like, it, nice it, little mashup there. And yeah, dude, I mean, like to, to that end, like the the movie is very good. You know, it's typical quirky, weird Coen Brothers shit. You know, like stylized and all of that. But the soundtrack to that movie is fucking incredible. Because it's almost entirely like authorless traditional American folk songs. And it's the type of stuff that like in in a world where you can access whatever you want, that's stuff that I'm not really exposed to. Like I'm general, you know, I know a lot of those songs, but, you know, hearing them. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, <laughs> like that was the thing that was on the loop was the music video for The Man of Constant Sorrow. So oh, that so was, you're just over that it. That was constantly on. <laughs> Uh, that and the Bare Naked Ladies Pinch Me was one of the other songs that I distinctly remember oh, being God. on that loop. That's a that's a very common song for us to pick on at Shambles Practice. You just you're just walking through Blockbuster. You just, I just heard you say. I just made you say underwear. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten into this bit that we're doing at Shambles Practice where we pick a song that has, for whatever reason, um, a line in it that we find very funny. Um, that we just repeat over and over as like an intro to another song. So like we were doing it with Operation Ivy's Knowledge for a while where he goes, wicked tough to decide. We would start our songs by going, and holding it as long as we could. (laughs) But we would also fuck around with Pinch Me and we would like stop in the middle of a song and just go, because I don't know what the hell he says there. We're just making it up in stupid voices. Um, which is, I have that on vinyl, by the way. Do you? <laughs> I do. I like the both of those songs. Actually, I have Operation Ivy on on vinyl too. It's uh, oh, dude, that yeah, that that LP press of energy. Got it right here. Oh, dude, 
I'm gonna need to buy one of those. Oh, hell yeah, man. It's fucking great. I just, I was in my kitchen earlier. I was trying to clean up my house a little bit because my house has been a mess and I just haven't had time. So I'm just like, now's a good excuse to kind of de-cat hair my house because you're allergic. Extremely. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm in my kitchen and I'm like, you know, play 80s music. And it's, I didn't hear what it said as I was leaving, but I knew it wasn't playing a traditional 80s pop playlist, <laughs> which is what I was looking for. And I, I walked back in and... I forget what the first song was. It was um, Dead Kennedys, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> but then the second song was um, uh, the the other big fucking song off that one. Um, what one was Viva Las Vegas? Was it all the little ones no, are rotting? Or I'm saying off the off the Op Ivy fucking record. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Um, sound system. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sound system. And I'm just like. I'm like, this is not, it, it's it's 80s. I can't argue with that. It's, But it's not what I was looking for. And then the next song was, you know, another punk song from the 80s. And I'm like. You're like, dude, come on. I'm trying to hear Hall & Oates here. I'm, I'm, try, like, I'm trying to hear fucking big country. I'm like, <laughs> play, play 80s pop. And then it was like. Oh, okay, here you go. And then, like, the second song was Out of Touch by Hall & Oates. So <laughs> I'm like, yes! <laughs> He doesn't not like cats. He's allergic. Yeah, dude. This is uh, like a diagnosed thing. This is like I actually am legitimately. Here's my albuterol sulfate inhaler, which I need to take when I'm around cat hair or dander too frequently. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. uh, my doctor's got me on Zyrtec and uh, uh, what do you call it, Flonase. Because I was having breathing troubles. I feel better now. Hell I yeah, haven't coughed dude. this whole show, man. Last week I was coughing every se every few uh, sentences. So, Dude, I just got a head rush from my inhaler. Like, I actually... <laughs> I thought I was doing that as a gag. I actually needed it. So, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right, we're going to play some music right now. And we're going to play a song from uh, our friends in Spud who are playing uh, on Monday next week with Misha and the Spanks out of Las Vegas uh, and Velvet Bethany at Mohawk Place. That's Monday, May 15th at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. doors. Uh, $10 at the door, 18 plus with ID. Look, they got all the info. And uh, we're going to play some Spud right now. This is uh, Sheeple, the basement demo version uh, on all WNY. I think so, Joe Show. And I crumble one look on my mind Lying in my bedroom She at me like me She's asking if I've seen you
That was Spud on all WNY Think So Joe show. Demaya's in the chat thanking us for playing the music. And uh, since we were talking about movies, she recommends her favorite movie, Rubber. I've, I, I've never <sighs> seen it, but I am familiar with Rubber. I understand uh, what that movie is. And uh, have you seen it? I have not, but um, my, my sister, who is very into, you know anti-comedy and anti-humor and shit like that ha watched it with my mom and uh they actually both gave rave reviews so i think i'm overdue i need to watch rubber <laughs> might be on my list i think it wasn't it wasn't on that top 250 but <laughs> might have to check that it might have to check it out now Hell yeah. With that, right? With those kind of recommendations? Oh, Hell yeah, yeah, man. Dude, you're getting the. Uh, I got the list. Let me, let me get the list here. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I want to see what's on this list. I, right I want to audit it. So there's a lot. It's 250 movies. Uh, I do still need to see numbers one and two. I hated number three. You hated The Dark Knight? Let me clarify that I didn't hate the movie, I hated Christian Bale in the movie. I thought he was fine in that one. What, why do you hate him? The fucking Batman voice, dude. Every fucking time he opens his mouth as Batman, I am just like, I am just like completely <laughs> taken out of the fucking movie. Like everybody else on there is so good. And then he just opens his mouth at fucking Batman voice. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm watching a movie. That's right. That's fair. I get it. I didn't like the Batman voice either, but I don't know. Whatever. It Everything else about it for that me, was fun. And just just fucking ruined it for me. And he it, it, and it, I, I hate that because Heath Ledger was so fucking good in it. <laughs> Heath Ledger was fucking phenomenal in that movie. Dude, I the, mean, everything about that movie was so good except for the fucking Batman voice. The other thing that I was. This is just me being And what like, sucks is all three of the fucking movies from that trilogy are on the list. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to watch the other two at some point. I think I liked Begins a little bit more than The Dark Knight, and then I think it was The Dark Knight, and then I really did not like the last one, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Although, this is me being nitpicky. Uh, I did not like the... Um, actress switch for uh, Rachel Dawes from uh, Dark Knight Rises to uh, 
or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, from Batman Begins to Dark Knight. Uh, I forget who it was in the first one, and then it was Maggie Gyllenhaal in the second. And I fucking love Maggie Gyllenhaal, but in a movie that comes out so quickly after the other one, I really wish they could have kept the same cast intact right, right. for such a large character. Yeah. Um, There's a good chunk of this first, this top ten I have. Like, I haven't seen either any of the Godfathers. I think the first two are on here. The third one is not on the list. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but the first two are in the top ten, and... Uh, part of the reason I haven't seen those is because, like, as I'm watching the movies in this list, I'm like, when they come up on, uh, you know, on the random number generator, I'm like, I want to watch this, but they're all on the list. And if I'm going to watch one, I'm going to watch both. Like I did with Alien and Aliens, which are both on the list. Mm -hmm. I had never seen either one of them. I owned Alien. Uh, because it was one of the ones, like, when you sign up for a service like, uh, Voodoo or, like, Cinema Now or whatever, they, they're like, here's ten free movies. And so I owned Alien, and I'm like, you know, I own it, might as well watch it, it's on the list, I watched it, and then I watched Aliens, and it was just, like, night and day production value. <laughs> like, like, and, and, like, quality of the storytelling, it, it was like, Alien was good, but then Aliens was like, Terminator 2 level of fucking production, you know, like, mm -hmm. which makes sense, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they've, they, you've already sold the concept, and now you're doing the big budget, you know, summer blockbuster sequel. Also, James Cameron, so. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fucking right. This, see, you know, this list is interesting because it's got good movies in it, but like, I am calling straight up shenanigans that all three of the Lord of the Rings movies, although fantastic, are above Empire. That's so, fucking horseshit. So one of the things, because we were challenged to see who uh, saw his, uh, the most out of this list by the end of the year, and uh, I was like, look, if you watch all 250 movies on this list, you are going to win because there's a Harry Potter movie on this, and I ain't giving that fucking transphobe any fucking money. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, J.K. Rowling. Laura wants your thoughts on Back to the Future 2. Not as good as 1 and 3, but still worth it, especially for the hoverboard memes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not... It's, it's my least favorite one, though. Back to the Future 1 was really the only one they needed, and it's a fucking masterpiece. It's great. Miss Home Alone 5 over here says Terminator 2 is the peak of movies. So Terminator 2... Actually, Laura, I don't know if you're trying to joke around, but, like, you're on to something there. Damn right. That is Ter such a good movie. Terminator 2 is awesome. Like, well, it's, I actually... It's on the list, and I rewatched it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's really, like, one of the only sequels that is like, leaps and bounds better than the original. There's plenty that are a little bit better, but, like, Terminator 2 may as well have been its own franchise. It's so much better than the Terminator. Aliens falls into that category, too, but as, uh -huh. I, as I alluded to earlier, but Terminator 2, holy shit, man. Mm -hmm. I watched that at least once a year, mm. and, <laughs> and, and and it just got... It, it, I got more into it after I heard the, the uh, CPR song, T2. Oh, yeah. We'll go down into the lava. I was watching, uh, you ever Put see the... Put up in the air. You ever see the Netflix <laughs> show, uh, The Floor is Lava? 
I have not watched the show, but I do know the concept. I've seen the community episode where they play a college-wide game of The Floor is Lava. That's pretty so, good. So uh, one of the episodes in season three of The Floor is Lava has uh, some AEW wrestlers in it. Mm. And uh, the one guy, Orange Cassidy, spoiler alert, when he goes down into the lava, he throws his thumb up in the air. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, Terminator 2 illusion right there. Fucking like, rock and roll, dude. That's <laughs> sick. That's sick. You just see, like, you just see his thumb sticking out of the fucking lava. <laughs> it's fucking great. What, uh, else, what else we got on this thing? Schindler's List I saw in school. Yeah, right? Sh they, Schindler's List is a fucking masterpiece. And, uh, and the girl that I was doing that I was doing this with, she says, uh, "Oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to watch that one because it's black and white." It's like, what yeah, the fuck, dude? She also hasn't seen Clerks. Same reason. Um, Where's I, I? I just got to double check this now because there was one. I mean, God damn it, dude! Uh, Pulp Fiction I've seen a couple of times. Uh, all right, so one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You seen that? I have not. Nicholson, fucking great. Haven't seen it yet. It is. It's, it's on the list. That's it's number eighteen. See, and then right below it, number nineteen, they've got seven. I disagree. Hard disagree. Seven is a perfectly fine thriller movie. It's not a masterpiece. It should certainly not be. I mean, holy shit. It's above It's a Wonderful Life. It's above The Silence of the Lambs. Let's talk about this for, uh, Dog for shit. Uh, Above Silence of the Lambs, I don't agree with because Silence of the Lambs is a fan fucking tastic movie. I love Seven. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, okay. Uh, but let's, uh, let, let's talk about it because you're saying it shouldn't be above It's a Wonderful Life. Well, this is going to get into one of those things where we need to define what the metrics are, because I could totally see from an entertainment standpoint why you would find Seven to be a better movie. I think I would agree with you on that. And we could also debate whether or not they were recognized for what they were in their own time, because uh, A Wonderful Life basically only became famous because it slipped into the public domain and they were able to broadcast it for absolutely no fucking reason or, or, or no money. For which, no money, exactly. Which I believe you've done Things on... Things you might not know, yeah. Exactly. But... <laughs> that was what I, I was going to mention, was was literally it flopped yeah. and became famous because TV networks could air it for free or cheap and just people mm -hmm. were like, oh, Christmas tradition now. So now it's number... What number is it here? Uh, 21 on the top 250. It's 21, but I just think... <sighs> And it's above I, the Silence of the Lambs, by the way, which is number twenty-two. Yeah, it's fucking. <laughs> what else is it above? Jesus Christ! Well, so, man. so, it's so a, this it's above is fucking Back to the Future. What the so, fuck? So this is based on user ratings from IMDb. Okay, so, so yeah, even that right there that that explains a lot because, excuse me, because if a movie is in fucking black and white you're gonna get somebody who's like, oh no, it has an art angle, and they're gonna raise it right the fuck up, and it's like, nah, I don't, I don't know about that. But uh, you're also <laughs> gonna get the people who are just like, it's in black and white, I'm not gonna watch it, because I know <laughs> people like that, <laughs> which is why, like, I, when I was trying to find somebody to go to see Clerks 3, the people I were asking, they're like, I've never seen Clerks 1, like, why not? <laughs> it's such a classic, they're like, it's in black and white. <laughs> 
Like, like, like that doesn't matter. That, is that what John was doing? He's like, all right, dude, we're gonna put, we're gonna put Clerks, we're gonna put Citizen Kane, we're gonna put all these movies down at the very <laughs> bottom. But number one, greatest movie ever, Transformers. Transformers, because <laughs> there's so many colors. Yeah. <laughs> Which Transformers though? Are we talking Michael Bay, like live action, 2004, uh, 2007 ish Transformers? I mean, or are we talking 1985? Original cartoon, Optimus Prime, spoiler alert, dies, Transformers. Uh, quite honestly, I think I would view either one of them the same way. A cheap and fun diversion. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, on the other hand, love the 1985 Transformers movie, hated the fucking live action ones. I did not like the live action ones either, and you know, good for you as a Transformers fan, not digging that shit. I I thought they I, were I big saw the, bloated bullshit movies. I got super excited, like it came out the same year as fucking the Simpsons movie, right? The first Transformers. Yeah. I went and saw it in theaters, I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I saw the <laughs> second, I didn't go to see the second one, but I saw it on HBO and I watched it and I, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. And I do own, uh, most of that series on Vudu, but because they were like dirt cheap, it was like five bucks for the whole series. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, well, I'll fucking buy it. I'm not. I'm probably not gonna watch it, but I'll buy it. I have it anyway if I want to watch it, you know. But I, yeah, I give me the give me the cartoon any fucking time. Yeah. That was a classic. That was, but but the, but even that was literally the way for them to kill off the first line of, of toys and release new toys. Mm -hmm. Because they were like, well, we, we can't make any more money off of the characters we have now. We've already released the toys. Mm -hmm. What do we do? And then you literally kill off, or uh, I don't want to use the word transform because they're, they transform anyway. You you kill off or you reinvent the the characters like uh, like Megatron becoming Galvatron, mm -hmm. and like you know uh, just then you've got a whole new line of toys you can sell. Yeah, and, exactly. So then they put out the you know the 1987 or 88 line of of toys with these new characters, you know Rodimus Prime, and uh, you know all all the new characters from the movie Galvatron and you know, Astro Train and all this shit that, you know, weren't in the original, you know, line of cartoons in the animated series, but became things in the second season and in the movie because they killed off the entire first line. <laughs> and they tried to do the same shit with the G.I. Joe cartoon. <laughs> so I never saw the original G.I. Joe cartoon. I know it only from the uh, YouTube redubs. Uh, which I watched the absolute shit out of when I was like 12 years old. So G.I. <laughs> Joe was not my favorite show back when I was a kid. I did watch it because I think it came on between Transformers and Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Thundercats is classic. I watched a lot of that shit. You know what I want to do? I'll tell you what, man. Like They, they did a, a, a block of, of like classic shows... Uh, they, they're still using this name for like, I think now it's for like anime, but uh, on Cartoon Network for Toonami. Uh, and the very first Toonami had Thundercats. Mm -hmm. And I was at my friend's house. I was in college. I was at my friend's house. And I was like, yo, let's watch this. And I watched the first episode of Thundercats. I'm like, what the fuck was I on that I like this? <laughs> uh, yeah, because every episode's written in that like exact same circle. Like the same fucking thing happens every episode, and there's really no reason to watch even that one episode. 
but I, I watched the shit out of that when I was a kid. You, you know, I was just, you know what I watched a lot when I was a kid and it's almost disappeared without a trace and the only way you can get it is by like buying the whole seasons on Amazon Prime, which I'm cheap and I don't want to do, is Freakazoid. Freakazoid! Freakazoid is fucking Super great. Super extraordinaire, Freakazoid, Freakazoid. <laughs> he runs around in underwear, Freakazoid. Yeah, fuck yeah. It was great, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. And I'm the, I'm the same way. I want to see it, but I don't want to fucking buy it. Yeah. We When, like, CD burning first became a thing, mm-hmm. uh, my, I, I have a, a, a buddy, we call him Turtle, but before that, we used to call him Froboy. Hmm. Because he had, like, you know, the, you know, a white dude afro, basically, you know. I don't want to say a Jew fro, that would be offensive, but <laughs> but that would be what what some people would describe it as, right? Um, and so I burnt him a mix CD, and I, I put, like, on the, on the CD, uh, like, insert, I put uh, just cartoon characters with afros, and one was uh, Frokachu, and the other one was Frokazoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we used Dude, to fucking love Freakazoid back in the day. Deep cut. Hell yeah, that was that was my jam. That was on like the kids WB with like Animaniacs and shit. Yeah, and like I, you know, I don't remember at the time because like when it first aired, I was like six years old, so I was catching reruns on Cartoon Network before I went to school in like 2002, 2003, whatever. But it seems to me like that show would have been better suited suited aimed at an adult audience because absolutely it's it's cartoon get on the reboot yeah fucking hell you've already done animaniacs you're already doing king of the hill get on freakazoid yeah because like cartoons in general are so willing to veer into like the surreal and the strange but freakazoid did it in a way that was like how the fuck do I even want to describe this? It wasn't silly. Like, there no. was actually, like, a logic that you could trace, but Freakazoid just always had an incongruous reaction to stuff. Like, it was really fucking funny. And then, like, Cosgrove always showing up at the wrong moment to ask him to do something inane. Hey, Freakazoid, you want to go build a go-kart? It's <laughs> like he's right in the middle of fucking fighting the lobe. Like, no. <laughs> I don't know, man. That show was awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. That was my, that, I, I think the Freakazoid theme might have been on that CD, actually. No shit, so, man. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, uh, I mean, yeah, we fucking loved Freakazoid back in the day. That was some shit. That, that was a good fucking show, and I, nobody fucking talks about it. You're right. Fucking nobody, man. And it, it's because it's so hard to fucking find. Like, all the Animaniacs yeah. is on Hulu, and, like, first mm-hmm. couple seasons, of, the early Animaniacs is fucking great, too, but. Yeah, Freakazoid. Even man. the fucking new seasons of Animaniacs are good that are that are on fucking Hulu. I, I like I had to watch them because of the Pinky and the Brain, and of course <laughs> I, you know, my old band thinks so Brain. I got the Pinky and the Brain back there. I got Pinky and the Brain up there. <laughs> got them. I got them everywhere, man. Hell yeah, dude. That was my shit. So like when they re when they announced it, and it's like with the original voice cast, I'm like, yo, they got Maurice LaMarche and fucking uh, Rob Paulson. And they got fucking Jess Hartnell and Tress McNeil. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be good. And it did not disappoint, I don't think. I I haven't watched season two yet, uh, but season one was good. I, I greatly enjoyed it. 
I think I caught the first two episodes. I liked it, and then, you know, I got... Busy, dis- distracted, depressed. Dis- distracted <laughs> and just wandered off. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I get you. Started playing Nintendo again. I get you. And anytime <laughs> I, and, and now I have my live TV through Hulu, so anytime I open up Hulu, it's like, oh, look what's on TV. Mm. So I get distracted trying to get to anything else on Hulu, because it's like, oh, shit, that's on right now? Click. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, 80s and 90s music videos. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I've been going down that freaking rabbit hole. So I mean, I've just been doing music videos in general. There's Vivo channels on Hulu with live TV. There's an 80s channel, a 90s channel, I think a country channel, and, like, a modern rap channel. Hmm, okay. So I'm, like, constantly watching the 80s and 90s channels. I'll have them on mute while I'm working. <laughs> That's a strange way to watch a music video. And I'll be like, uh, oh, look, Hanson. <laughs> on mute. <laughs> Bop. <laughs> I would be hammering that mute button. <laughs> Dude, I've seen Hanson in concert. It was great. I imagine it was. I, I bet that would be a really fun time. But... They are fantastic musicians, dude. Just incredible. And they were playing with the BPO, so that was even better. Uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> they were, like, Karina was, like, really into them. So it was just, like, as soon as they announced the tour, I was like, all right, cool, we're going. And she she was so excited to be able to, to be going. And I'm like, look, I know it's going to be good, but come on, I'm going to a Hanson show. And part of the reason I'm going to a Hanson show is to be like, yeah, I saw Hanson. And people are, everybody just looks at me like, Mbop Hanson? Yeah, man. She, you remember when uh, On the Cinder was doing their charity thing, right? Where they were doing the, uh, the they would learn a song and you come sing it with them and the, they, yeah donate money to charity or whatever. Yep. Uh, you you pay them to do the song with you. She did Mbop. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. I remember you did Ballroom Blitz. I did Ballroom Blitz uh, and blew out my fucking voice before I got to the chorus, so... That's what fucking happens, man. Yep. <laughs> so so I was trying to get the gang vocals to cover that up, and uh, it it didn't. <laughs> I was watching it back uh, not too long ago, because it, uh, it was like the anniversary of when they first put it out. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely, uh, that was definitely a, uh, reference to Wayne's World on my part, uh, deliberate. It was either going to be that or it was going to be Just a Friend by Bismarcky. <laughs> and in, in hindsight, I kind of wish I would have went with Just a Friend, but I'm, I'm still happy with doing Ballroom Blitz and how that came out. So I, I think you should be. Yeah. But that was fun. Just getting to hang out with them and, you know, Go hang out in the basement and record some shit, and oh yeah, you know dude. the money just goes to out, good. Kick money, out some jams. Money goes to a good cause, you know. So, that, and I think we were the last two uh, to go in and do it. So hmm. it was, it was, it was fun, and it was like right at the end of the pandemic, so we hadn't seen them in forever either, you know. So it was it's just like that big reunion. Oh yeah, it was great to just get to hang out with them and and uh, you know see it's, them and get to play music with them and play music with anybody at that point because you know brain dead wasn't christ yeah dude brain dead wasn't doing shit at that point we were just kind of waiting out to see what the fuck would happen Mm -hmm. and you know brian not being able to play and yeah you know everything else that happened so yeah man yeah i feel you i mean it was the same way like joey and ethan were in my bubble so like by the time we got to like April, I think we were practicing again, but we didn't, obviously weren't playing shows. We weren't going out, seeing anybody, so yeah, we it did, was pretty, we, pretty great when everything opened back up. We did the live stream, and that was about it, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know, we were just waiting for the right time to get back together and, you know, safely. And because we had, you know, immunocompromised people at home, we didn't want to risk anything really, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. You know, fucking hell. I was just talking to my mom today. We were talking about uh, we were talking about the Buffalo sports things, the Braves and all that. I, I told her that story because she didn't know that. Uh, and then I I told her like you know the first thing I did because like during the pandemic, one of the first things I did was went down the the Wikipedia rabbit hole where it's like like oh this is what happened to the Bills old stadium. This is where hockey used to be played in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And like the, one of the first things I did after I got my vaccine was I went. And I saw the, uh, you know, the building that is like the oldest standing structure in North America to have hosted a hockey game. And now like other venues have hosted hockey games before that place did, but this is the oldest standing structure, like this is the oldest building that has held hockey games Mm -hmm. professionally. And it is now a a building for the Department of Public Works. I think it's down on uh, Broadway, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then also, uh, the rock pile where the bills played, mm-hmm. uh, in their AFL days before they merged, before the NFL merger, where the NFL was like, no, you guys need a better stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, the rock pile is almost entirely demolished, except there's a facade from one of the gates is still standing at a sports complex, uh, in downtown Buffalo. I gotta go to the rock pile. I haven't yet. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I've actually seen it in person, but I definitely went and saw that Department of Public Works building that used to host hockey games because I was like, this is historic. I gotta see it. <laughs> I think it's right next to the Colored Musicians Club, actually. So no shit. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. We gotta get out of here. Uh, we got one more song to play. I haven't even put it into the thing here yet. Oh there shit! We yeah, and, dude. Uh, Shambles. Next week. Wait, am I still talking? Yes, you are still ah, nice. Shambles, a week from tonight. Mohawk Place, opening for Cappy Ghoulie. We're playing with Days Ago. Two weeks from tonight, Turkey Blaster Omega, opening for Bridge City Centers at Photo City. He did my job for me. Mohawk Place, next Wednesday, you can catch this next band, Shambles, with Days Ago, opening for Cappy Ghoulie. Doors at 7 p.m., show at 8 p.m. I have no idea how much it costs or what the age range is. Just, just... Pay what it costs, because it'll be worth it. And uh, chalk your ID. We used to. <laughs> all right, and this is Shambles. This song is called Sanko on All WNY. Think so, Joe Show. We'll see you next week.
Cause I'm fucking dumb